I'm here to be an all-time great. You're now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back titles. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Lakers show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. I got my boy Jonathan Mathis from Sports Central Carnival. How's it going, man? What's good, big baby, my man? It's always fun to jump on. I can't wait today. I'm fired up, as you can see. Yeah. In today's show, we're going to talk about the last dance. And Governor Newsom of California has some interesting, exciting news for us. But first, we're going to talk about the last dance from last night. So, Jonathan, what is your thoughts about episode 9 and 10? So, give us an in-depth about your perspective of the whole episodes of the last dance. Well. I feel like this, and I shared this with you last night personally. Mm-hmm. I feel that had this team stayed together, they could have, you know, dominated an entire decade, uh, you know, and had Michael Jordan not went into retirement, uh, they could have possibly won eight championships, if not nine. You know, Michael Jordan said that he was uh, willing, and, and, and he openly and candidly said that he would sign a one-year uh, deal to come back for the 99 season and try to make a run at title number seven. Um, it didn't work out that way. Pippen got traded. Dennis Rodman got released. Jordan, he went back into retirement once again. Phil Jackson uh, left and eventually became the Lakers head coach and, you know, uh, started a new dynasty with the Lakers. But, um, this is something to me because the Bulls could have won more championships. And I think, I think Michael Jordan, if the Bulls would have came to him and said, hey, we'll offer you a one-year deal to try to make a run for that seventh title, he would have definitely, you know, came back for the 99 season and they would have destroyed the Spurs. I mean, that's not taking anything away from the Spurs because they had Tim Duncan, they had David Robinson. They had a very good team and a good supporting cast. Mm-hmm. But I still think you couldn't beat Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a fierce competitor, um, you know, and we got a in-depth look on how things went down in that organization. Uh, there was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of triumph. But at the end, somehow they managed to keep it together and they managed to win six championships. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you, Jonathan, man. I just feel like if Jordan would have – if he would have never retired to go play baseball, you're at seven champions, maybe eight, nine. You never know. Michael Jordan was on the mission to prove his haters wrong and his dad was wrong. But overall, the series in general, man, uh, we got in-depth looked about Michael Jordan and how he uh, raised his level of expectations. And people think that's bad. It's not bad. He just wanted to win, you know, just like Kobe, man. Like, keep talking yeah. about it. Like, Kobe had high expectations. If you joke around, laugh. Oh, I'm going to take a selfie. I'm going to take a TikTok. He'll be like, you're going to take a TikTok after we got blown by 30. What's wrong with you? 
No, I'm just using an example. Like, he just has the high expectations. Same with Jordan. And Jordan, Sky, Pippen, man, they had really high expectations. But Jordan will play around. I know that story about him taking the food away from his teammate. Was it Horace right. Grant? Horace Grant, right? Yeah, it was Horace yeah, Grant. Yeah. He took the food mm-hmm. away from him. You know, you hear all these stories. You hear the story about him punching Steve Kerr in the yeah. face. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff will cash you as a villain. You know, it yeah. paints him as a bad guy. You know, it gave him the bad boy image. But Michael Jordan was a competitor. And now you have all these people uh, jump into judgment. Um, and they're they're saying that he was a bad person. Mm-hmm. I think, in reality, he was just a, a competitor. He was an intense competitor. He wanted to win. He hate losing. Him, Jordan, and Kobe Bryant, both. Both of them had a different mindset than most most players. That's what separated them from the rest of the crowd. You know, they had intense work ethic. Um, you know, they set a high standard for themselves. And if you didn't play by their standards, um, then they would, you know, be tough on you. They'll tell you like it is. They didn't hold back. You know, they they stated how they felt if you didn't play hard enough and they would get the best out of their out of their supporting cast and rightfully so i think as a competitor i would do the same i think working with you my friend i try to get the best out of you mm-hmm. and i'm sure you would do the same for me as well yeah man i totally agree with you man like i've had expectations for my podcast if you're playing around on it j- joking though I'll try to get people riled up cussing and screaming now i don't play that Take it seriously, each and every podcast, you know, write down my notes. You know, before this podcast, I went through a list of the Last Dance episodes. Just overall, man, the whole episode of Last Dance was just made me realize that Jordan (laughs) is a tough, tough, tough competitor. And he's a – people say he's a bad teammate. I don't look at it like that. I just feel like he just wanted to win. That's all, you know, overall. Yeah, that's that's all. He just wanted to win. And it showed – it showed in his game. Mm-hmm. It, it showed b- based on his body language. The guy just wanted to win. And you can't fault him for that, you know. Um, by the way, before we uh, move on to the next topic, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say my favorite game all time mm-hmm. was the 1997 flu game. Mm-hmm. The game where he dropped 37 points. Michael Jordan said in that documentary, I don't know if you heard it, but he said that it was food poisoning. Mm, yeah, I remember that. And also, too, speak, speaking, he said food poisoning. They did the same thing because he, he had pizza, right? He had pizza. Right, he had and pizza. He pizza ate, and then Kobe got sick, too, because someone in Sacramento gave him bad food. And he got So, basically, it's the same thing, you know? But that, someone, that's how, someone might have uh, spiked it up a bit. Yeah, but that's not cool, man. This stuff's not cool. But I never really watched Jordan. Because I grew up in '93, you know, I was born in '93. Didn't start watching basketball until 2000. And I fell in love with the Kobe and Shaq and all of them. But I watched highlights, man. But that flu game was amazing. You know, I watched the highlights. He did everything he could. You know, shoot the mid range, post up, play that tough defense on you. You know, that that's arguably that when I watched it on YouTube and watched the replays and the analysts, man, that was, for me that was one of the greatest games that I watched on YouTube. Did you see? Did you see the one highlight where he? Dislodges the ball, dislodges the ball from uh, Carl Malone. Yeah, 
steals it, uh, pushes it down the other end of the floor, and then he breaks Brian Russell's ankles, and then he fires up the shot. Yeah, but speaking of that, everybody, everybody's talking about that was a push-off. It wasn't, it, though. It's hard to say it was a push-off. That didn't look though. like a no. That didn't look like a push-off to me. He just crossed Brian over. Brian Russell just got his ankles broken. Yeah, yeah. Because it may look yeah. like it because I rewinded it. He crossed over and maybe he barely went like that. That's this is, It's just crazy, man. People always try to make it. People hate on greatness. That was a good move. Crossover. Game over. Let's win this run. Game over. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy, you know. People hate on greatness, man. Like, same with same with Kobe, man. People hate on him. People hate just hate. You know, people hate on me because I do this podcasting thing. You know, people hate same on me. Same thing. Same here. Yeah, people hey, but, hate on me, too. They hey, say but, I suck. You yeah, know, but it's, it's – It is what it is. It is what it is, but they just mad that they're not getting on the mic, you know, to podcast, you know. They're not – they're mad that I'm successful at podcasting. They not – you know what I mean? Just just the haters hate, but, hey, keep hating, you know. Use it as motivation. Just Yeah, use it as motivation, you know. And I screenshot it on my, on my iPad. Someone said this Laker talk show is the worst – like a talk show on YouTube. I screenshot it. Ever since then, I've just been writing more uh, scripts down, preparation every day. So Right, right. And what gets me are the people that say you don't know sports. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, I know <laughs> my sports. But it is what right. it is, man. But uh, we got to get into the other topic that's happened today. Uh, California Governor Newsom said that all sports in California could resume June 1st if the whole numbers get better and all that, which it is. I've been researching and what is your thoughts about that, Governor Reese, and potential sports coming back in California? Um, first week of June. So what are your thoughts about that? I listened to some of the press conference mm -hmm. earlier. And yeah. um, you know what? There seems to be a lot of promise there. Yep. Um, the numbers are looking better each day. Um, you know, it's becoming a growing trend as we see. And I think this is good for our state. This is good for sports fans because, um, you know, we need this back in our life. Yes, you know, we, we do, need man. Sports. It, um, it's crazy. We do you need know, sports. It, what it does, it brings sanity. Not only does it bring sanity, but, um, you know, you'll, you'll also be able to find some solace again, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Um, be able to, uh, you know, take your mind off of what's going on in the world, real world. Because, you know, you have something else to turn to, like sports. So, I think Governor Newsom saying that sports could resume uh, without fans by June, the first week of June, is, is good. That's good for not only sports fans, but the athletes themselves who are itching to uh, get back out there and play. You know, um, I'm still hearing that uh, the site for – uh, the NBA playoffs could be in Las Vegas or Orlando, two bubble cities where you could, uh, you know, keep the players in, in one uh, specific spot. Uh, but I think this is, this is good for, uh, for California and it's good for, for sports. Yeah. Man, Wonderful for, here. Yeah. For me, um, I, hold on, I'm going to bring something up real quick that I read, that I saw on Twitter. I got to find it. Um, there's potential. There's like big news. He, this guy that's on Twitter, he, he does. He called the Kevin Durant going to the Warriors before he even announced it. Like using the process, did he take it down? I think he took it down. Hold on, y'all. 
Yeah, he, t he took the post down. But I was saying, you know, maybe he took it down for a reason. But he said that the Bahamas, Vegas, and Orlando are a potential destination. But for me, overall, about Governor Newsom, it's positive. And that's encouraging for the Lakers. And the Clippers, I know people don't want, well, like, I don't like talking to the Clippers, but it encourages them too because California teams, MLB, Dodgers, Angels, LA Kings, um, mm -hmm. LA Galaxy, they have another soccer team that's good out there too so overall two teams in every professional sport yep and what make i feel like if i heard that news if i was a commissioner i'd be like okay sports can return resume june 1st first week of june okay let me announce I, if i was adam silver if you were the commissioner would you rather announce it now or the beginning of june like for me i'll go actually i'll go for me i'll announce it right now so get the players and fans excited you know looking forward to something you know that's what i would do i'll say okay uh, we're going to start doing a training camp for one month and actually start the season in July. Whole month, training camp June all the way to July. You know, that, that's that's what I would do. So what, what would you do if you're the commissioner of the NBA? Well, you got to take baby steps here. You know, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't move too fast just because states are starting to reopen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have to ponder your decision carefully. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you got to <laughs> look at the well-being of the players. Um, look at everyone's safety before you, uh, you know, you get to, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Overzealous and, you know, uh, try to rush the process. Just take it slow. Um, you know, he said he was gonna give it a two to four week window mm -hmm. uh, before he makes a decision. So I think he's gonna use all that time uh, before he announces uh, the plan moving forward. Again, you, got to have, you have to have a safety protocol in place. You know, um, because if you do keep these players in a bubble, you you have to uh, think of think think of one thing here, and that one thing is they're going to be in a hotel around hotel workers, and nobody knows where the hotel workers have been when they're not on their shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something you have to think about as well. I mean, there's there's a number of factors that go into this uh, before you uh, make an announcement. So I think the announcement won't come the first week of June, despite the fact that these states are starting to reopen. You saw that Florida reopened, uh, uh, Georgia has reopened. A number of states are, are opening back the economy, which is good for not only sports, but uh, the nation as as well, you know, a lot of people are able to go back to work, you know, um, you know, because a lot of people have been uh, hurting financially, and this would take a lot of pressure off of them and a lot of pressure off of arena workers who are, you know, looking to get back to work. But the thing is about that, no arena is going to be open. Mm -hmm. You're only going to have, you know, maybe it might be at Disney World, maybe it might be at one of the casinos where they host the NBA playoffs. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, that would help put some money in some people's pockets, I would think. So I think you got to take it slow, my friend, before you, uh, you know, make something happen. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But if you guys are listening to the um, show, it's Big Baby John's Sports Podcast. And I got Jonathan Mathis from Sports Central Chronicle. We're debating about or talking about the Last Dance documentary and the news about Governor Newsom. Talking about sports can come back in June. Yeah, man, I agree with you. What you say, man, take it slow. Cause let's say they say, okay, California reopen. 
form and then stuff happens again where we have to close again. So they're just taking baby steps, you know, just like um, Silver, I think is taking baby steps on this, you know, but if I, like I said, if I was the owner or the G, uh, commissioner of the NBA, I would be like, okay, um, I would actually call governor and say, hey, so you said Sports California may resume. So tell us more a little about to get more in debt, you know, in depth on it, talk to other people, you know, because I feel like I'm at uh, the season won't come back. I feel like they're going to announce it probably next week. That's what I feel. They're going to announce it. And it's going to go be crazy once they say NBA season going to resume. You know, I'm, I'm dead. If it breaks, if it breaks, I don't care if it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, 7 in the morning, I will get up and break the news for everybody, for all my fans out there. There you go. That's what's up. Yeah. but uh, I'll probably end up writing a column about it, knowing me. Yeah, but you do a good job at what you do, man. Love the content Thank and you. the writing. But, yeah, so you had a, a story about Pal Gasol saying that Kobe could average triple-double just like Westbrook. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Paul Gasol says Kobe could have registered more triple-doubles than Russell Westbrook in today's game. Mm-hmm. I find that very interesting, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant was one of the league's top scorers. I mean, he was a fierce competitor, and he was a lethal scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh but when you look at Russell Westbrook's numbers, he ranks second all time in career triple doubles, you know, and he's only 31 years old. Um, and Kobe, he ended his career uh, with just 21 triple doubles. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't even rank in the top 10, you know, so Kobe wasn't really a triple double machine. He was a prolific scorer though. You know, he could drop 81 points. He can drop 50 points. He could score 40 points. Um, but I know that Paul Gasol and Kobe are very good friends. And, you know, that might be a little biased there. Um, but that's not to take away anything that Kobe has accomplished on the court. Uh, Kobe scored in his career, in his in 20 years of play, he scored uh, 33,643 points. That's a staggering number. Uh, that is the fourth most points by any player in NBA history. Um, So I don't think, you know, I don't know. It's tough to call. I mean, Kobe's not playing anymore. He's not an active player. It's it's hard to say if Kobe could have registered more triple doubles in today's game. And honestly, I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't think he could have because, again, he was – he was one of those players that had to have the ball in his hands, and he was more of a shoot first guard than he was um, than he was a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he was a facilitator. Don't get me wrong; he was a facilitator. I mean, he you know he got his teammates involved when he could, but Kobe was a, a shoot first, pass second guard. You know, and because of his competitive nature. He wanted to take the last shot. He wanted to take as many shots as he could. And that was because he, he, you know, loved to win. And he, you know, wanted the ball in his hands and he wanted to take that last shot. I mean, you know, it's hard to, you know, average a triple-double when you don't have as many assists, you know, to go for your uh, performance. Yeah, to go that, with your performance. Yeah, that's an interesting story that you that you mentioned to me before we came on. I'm like, I feel like yeah. Kobe's an underrated passer, and he 
led the Lakers in assists. People are like, oh, he's a bog, oh, he's a bog, but he passed to Derek Fisher, to Robert Ory, to run our test in these big time moments. He's he's willing to make the extra pass, you know, just like Magic would, just like LeBron would. So I can see why um, Pau Gasol says that because he can rebound. You know, he had, he had like, I believe, 18 rebounds in that game seven, somewhere around yeah. there. He grabbed yeah. rebounds, can facilitate. So it wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, you know. In today's, if, yeah, but you you gotta remember too. There yeah. was times if, Co- if that, Kobe if Kobe played in today's NBA, man, he would average forty easy. Yeah, he easily easily. No easy. one plays defense. No, nobody and doesn't, you, man. But but you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the supporting cast that he had, and that's not to take anything away from these guys. Yeah. But sometimes they put him in position where he had to be selfish. So he had Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, Chucky Atkins, Chris Mim, all the all, well, all scrubs. With with a squad like that, you you yeah. have no choice but to be selfish. And he had Jeremy Lin, Chris Kamen, Carlos Boozer on the back end of his career. He had Wesley Johnson. He had Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young. But what I'm saying is those players are talented. The only players that out of that group is very talented. D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young's cool. You know him and Nick Young had beef in practice, but hey, you don't you know Kobe's gonna got you. You know he don't care. You know he don't, he's, yeah he's not from this earth, man. He's not. That's what he told Nick Young. Nick Young was talking about. Yeah, because Nick Young was like, no way work could guard me. No way work could guard me. And then Kobe's like, I ain't from this planet. I could guard you. And they just started talking. And that's when he told him, Mitch Kupchak, everybody's soft like Charmin. Um, These players ain't doing anything for me. Well, I get better, Mitch. And that's just, you know, that's just nature. Soft like Charmin. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. But, like, also I got an NBA question real quick. If the NBA season did come back, who would be your – if the NBA season did come back, who is your regular season MVP if you had to pick? You know what? That's tough. I, I really like what Giannis has done this mm-hmm. season. I think he's your number one choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, he doesn't get the love and respect that he deserves. And I think – a lot of that has to do with the fact that he plays for Milwaukee Bucks. If mm-hmm. it was if it was the New York Knicks, as sorry as they are, he would get more love because it's a it's a big market team in a big market city. Hello. Uh, yeah. Technical difficulties. I'll be back. We good. What were you saying? It's a big mark. It's a it's a big market team. In, in a big city, you know. Uh, so I think the location has a lot to do with why he doesn't get the fan recognition that he deserves. But I think looking at his play this season, he's definitely the MVP. He has improved each year. He's gotten better. Um, you know, a lot of people have said he's the more dominant center, which I, I disagree I think uh, Anthony Davis, when healthy, is the most dominant big man in the league today. Mm-hmm. But Giannis is not too far behind him. So I think Giannis, to me, is the MVP, my number one choice. Yeah, I, I can't be biased, man. I got to keep it real. I got to go to Giannis because of the record. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA. Giannis is doing his thing, playing the highest level. But LeBron James is playing at a high level, too, in his 17th season. You know, his ability to get to the rim just – Overall, still playing at the high level when, since he's been in the league, man. 
You know, you gotta give credit where credit's due. Give it to him. But he's oh, amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. He continues to get. He continues to get better as the older he gets. Yeah, he is crazy. All that work he puts in the off season and yeah, like if he comes, if the season does come back, it's always if. If we can get rid of the if and it returns and we win this championship, man, it would be crazy. Um, seventeenth year, seventeenth year in the league and seventeenth championship for the Lakers. That would, that would be a crazy year, and I feel like the Lakers need to win this championship, man. We have to win it. You know, because next year, Golden State's going to get better. Utah's going to get better. All these teams, Memphis going to get better. Portland's going to get better. You know what I mean? So this is the opportunity for Lakers to go for it, you know, because LeBron is going to be 36 next year. He'll be 36, and then we got to just – I think it's the right time to go win yep. the championship, you know. But uh, got to give a shout-out to Profanity Nations for the shirt. Appreciate you. Go follow them on Instagram. It says right here, this is their social media. Go follow them. Appreciate it, man. But I want to thank Jonathan Mathis for coming on, man. So uh, every Monday at 445, every Monday and Wednesday, we'll be on here putting out content for you guys. And we got some NFL talk coming very soon, part two coming very soon, y'all. Jonathan Mathis, thank you so much, and we'll talk soon, man. Thanks, my friend. I'll see you soon. All right.